Welcome back to another episode of BD Radio. This is Take, take two. two. We just had a minor blue <laughs> on question number one. Um, minor blue meaning a slight disagreement. Danielle was wrong. As per, she's seen the light and we're going again for round two. <laughs> Incorrect. All right. So we asked our community, wider community and our members for some questions this week. Um, which are probably some of our favorite episodes, I think, where we can just hold favorite it give questions. episodes where we answer the questions. Here we, we go we're again. We're going down this path again. <laughs> Keep going. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think for us, it just gives us like that feedback for you guys in real time where we can just be as helpful as possible rather yeah. than us trying to come up with the topics even though you know like last week if you haven't heard our how to maintain your results podcast definitely listen to that you know sometimes we get an overwhelming sense of like the questions throughout the week or what you know if there's been a general theme or anything like that but this week we threw out the um we threw out the call for some questions and you guys delivered so let's get stuck right into it. First question. I'll let you go first. I was about to say, get it right this time. <laughs> How necessary is breakfast for performance in the gym? <laughs> and then we'll expand to performance outside the gym as well. But let's just start with performance in the gym. Okay. So it does depend on the individual for all people. <laughs> um, and a few considerations that come into play are what time you train. So generally we find people that train first thing in the morning don't feel great um, eating breakfast and we're talking about like the average person. Yeah. So um, when we say breakfast, we mean like full meal here. Yeah, a full yeah. meal before they train yes. at 6 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. I have not come across many people that do that. A banana doesn't count as a full meal. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't come across many people um, that do do that or that feel good doing that or feel like their performance lacks because they are not eating before that one of our session. clients actually does it and i'll tell you who after but i was surprised oh. i was like a full breakfast either side at 6 a.m no, no, no morning no nah, oh. seven okay well seven's not bad yeah i could pa- probably eat power seven. to them i'd throw up yeah. um so yeah as dan mentioned this is super individual so when we say like how to you know we improve performance there's nothing that's going to improve performance like as much as you feel in as best as you possibly can. Yes. So if you read the research around this and it says to have this much carbs before you train and this much protein and like even if you follow it to the letter of, you know, the evidence that all the studies suggest and by but the you way, feel trash. Yeah, yeah. And those studies well. are usually based on athletes, not Yes. Uh, like our average client yep yep and that's an important point you make there as well because the research does suggest that for athletic performance you should eat breakfast before you train but the caveat to that is you won't find many athletes who train at 6 a.m you know like for full-time athletes training is their full-time job which means from nine to five they're training so they structure their meals accordingly so that's an important point. Um, basically, nothing. Yeah, do whatever helps you feel the best. Because if you feel best, then you're giving yourself the best chance to perform at the best of your abilities. I love it. 
Um, I used to prefer personal experience here. I used to prefer not eating breakfast before training, and now I do. There but what time did you used to train and what time do you train now? Um, well, I try and train as early in the day as possible. But yeah, it's not a reality. Obviously, with coaching, I'd be starving by the time we train. But even still, I would have like a smaller breakfast just and wait until after. And now I load up and feel better. Yep. So now... Personal preference. Yep. So now you're awake how many hours before you train? One, two, three. Usually three or five or six. Yeah, so that's a long time to go without food if you've been awake. And yeah. especially like you're not just awake and sitting at a desk yeah. either. You're awake, you're moving around, like you're, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to debunk a myth? Here we go, off topic, yes. No, but this is a good one and this is why a lot of people train empty. Fasted yeah. cardio. Hmm. That's a fart noise. Guys, it doesn't work. It doesn't burn any more fat than if you were to have breakfast beforehand. You you feel lighter. <laughs> yeah, you feel lighter. And, and maybe you go a little bit faster. Yeah. Never forget, overall daily calories matter, not when you do it. Okay? Fasted cardio does not help you burn fat faster. Okay, moving on. Myth busted. Next question. Come on, Ben. Now, oh, we, now, he's, lo- now he's lost, lost our it. questions, guys, honestly. Hold on. I'm getting back to it. Well, you could use some podcast craft and start talking. All right. It's your jam. Tips for staying motivated in winter. Because um, it in the last week and a half in the gym, it just got cold. It did. Quickly. This morning was very, very cold. This morning was freezing. I was glad to be home with the babies with the ducted head on. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, though. <laughs> Um, 6 a.m. clients and even 7 a.m. clients, if you listen to this, wise up. Let's put some jumpers on, huh? When yeah. I see people come in, I'm like, oh, my God, you're freezing. Just dress for the occasion. Yeah. Layers. My first tip would be, yeah. Layers. Well, you should have got a BD beanie last year. Yeah. Um, Stay warm until you're hot and then yeah, slowly exactly. take your clothes off. Yeah. yeah. Some new active wear is always the answer for me to stay motivated in winter. <laughs> yeah. So a nice cozy jacket and a beanie. Beanies help a lot. Oh, massive. Yeah, you lose so much heat through your head. Well, you used to tease me for training in a beanie. Yeah, but you wear shorts. Well, you've just told people that beanies help a lot. What am I supposed to wear, trackies? My legs sweat. Yeah, if you're cold, the average person wears pants. Well. Even Jin would be with me on this one. (laughs) He's hypocritical, Dan. The beanies help, but make sure the rest of your body also matches the beanie. You're not making sense, Ben. Um, what's your tip? So that was my Stay tip. Mo- oh, wear. yeah. Okay. So I was having this conversation with a client in the 6 a.m. this morning. So basically, motivation comes and goes. If you are relying on motivation to get you up and out of bed every time you need to train, it's not going to happen. You'll be motivated twice in 20 sessions. Mm-hmm. What keeps you going is having absolute clarity and a clear pa- like plan on what you need to do to like achieve your current goal. And this doesn't mean that you always have to have, oh, I want to get stronger, oh, I want to do this. Your goal may be, I want to train however many times a week because I know it impacts this part of my life and I feel good. That is as good a goal as any. So, okay, how many times a week do I need to train? Three or four times? Okay, four times. That's like, that's, I know that's my optimum. I know I feel best when I do that. 
that will make it a lot easier to get out of bed rather than just, gee, I hope I'm motivated tomorrow morning. Like having a clear plan. When people think they need a motivation, they usually need clarity. Once you have a plan, it makes it so much easier to get out of bed. Like you have a really clear idea of why you're doing it, it makes it a lot, a lot easier. Yeah. That's my tip. That's a good one. I like it. Thank you. I've had all morning to think about it. <laughs> all right. Top five snacks when you're on the run. Oh, banana, my favorite. I think we'll struggle for five here. We're pretty simple with our snacking. We are. We tend not to. So We're not big snackers. In brackets. For example, when you have to work through lunch. Mm, so now we're talking about top five meals on the run compared to just snacks. Yeah. My number one snack would just be a blue dinosaur bar. Yeah, I'd accompany that with a piece of fruit. Yeah. Like if I was, if I, had to, yeah, if I had to work through, um, you can always have fruit on you. It's in a yeah. very convenient container, which is appeal. Yeah. <laughs> Top five meals for like, you know, something you can just whip up and smash out in under 10 minutes is probably what this question actually is. Would be, you know, like, what do you have for well, why don't lunch? Why do you answer the actual minutes? question first and, oh, snacks and on the then run. answer what you think the question is? Okay. Perfect option. For me, blue dinosaur bar and a piece of fruit. Worst possible option, I'm out of everything. Petrol station protein bar. Ugh, I'd starve. <laughs> it was sort of like best case scenario, worst case scenario. <laughs> like the absolute best case Ugh. is, you know, like high quality stuff, Yuck. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The absolute worst case is, well, at least I'm not, you know, like at least it's not a Kit Kat. Yeah. At least it's still got 20 grams of protein. Yeah. That would just be me. Or yes, I would just wait until my meal and yeah. suck it up. Yeah. No, I'd probably get, see, if I was stuck at a servo, I'd probably get like a little packet of nuts. You know how they have the little. Oh, yeah. Good idea. Um, they're they're they, good ones. I love their little like healthy sections now. <laughs> they're like cheese and crackers. I'm like, get out of here. Um, it's like a five-star had, government well, healthy no, rating. How about when we got stuck the other week, we had jerky. Oh, yeah. Jerky's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, William hated it. Oh, that was really funny. Spat it out, the big sook. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, that was good. So, yeah, a good quality protein bar, um, yeah. a piece of fruit. Nuts is also another go-to for myself. With jerky, read the label. Yeah, some Because some, some are of terrible. them are natural and some of them had a bunch of added, sh- uh, like, flavoring and sugars and all that sort of stuff. So... Like anything in a packet. <laughs> yeah. Flip it over and have a look at the ingredients and the nutritional information. Yeah. As a general rule with everything that you buy like snack wise, typically the more expensive stuff is the better stuff. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. But it also makes it kind of easy to distinguish between the good and the bad, really. If it looks too good to be true, it is. Um. So that's, I guess, a bit of a rundown on our snacks for on the run. I mean, ultimately, the best snacks are stuff that you're going to have prepared as well. Like if you've got some leftovers or, you know, like some hard-boiled eggs in the fridge. It sounds like this person's talking like when you're... um like out when you're caught yeah when you're caught and stuck yeah so generally speaking even at 7-elevens now you can buy fruit um which i'm surprised that i do like it yeah you can buy fruit you can buy nuts so you can buy protein there are good quality protein bars in servos now too yeah um rather than especially where this person lives rather than the quest bars um (laughs) but whatever floats your boat it tastes like mars bars (laughs) 
Um, and they obviously will mess if, your guts up. Obviously, if you had more time, like I like snacks like hard-boiled eggs yeah. are, are a good one. And not only like you don't need to be home to cook your eggs. Like you can cook a whole heap of eggs and then leave them in the fridge. Like 10 on a, on a Sunday Arvo just as a break and glass in case them. of emergency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then grab and go. Um, I, I like eggs and fruit, to be honest. Yeah. If, if I'm in a rush, I, I had um, hard-boiled eggs and banana this morning. I'm just trying to think what, the, what we normally snack on. You've usually got our spice nuts in there as well, so just like grab a handful of those. Yeah. Nuts are fantastic. And you yeah. can keep like a little container... Um, in your gym bag, or in, in your, your handbag. To Marvin's in your pocket. Um, we did have a client that liked to put some nuts in her pocket when she was doing the housework. I did like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's commitment to the course. Yeah. Um, and now you wanted to go on to meals, did you? Well, from I, that question? I think so, because in brackets after the question is, for example, when you have to work through lunch. Yeah. So it's like, you know, how can I replace a meal? So, or, you know, find a couple of healthy snacks to create a meal. So I, th- I think the main thing with this is when we talk snacks, we're talking about like something that's healthy to take the edge off our hunger and get us through to our next meal. Mm. Like typically the quality of our meals are going to be higher than the quality of our snacks. Just as an overall, like they might have more nutrients and all that sort of stuff. Um, so when we're talking about like, lunches on the run you need to make sure that like the energy content of your snack is going to be similar to lunch otherwise you're going to be hungry in an hour and a half so let's say okay let's use the protein bar and fruit example like a super you know crude but easy way to do it would be okay if i'm having a snack i might have you know one protein bar and a piece of fruit but if i need to have a meal i might also accompany it with a something else like i just need to pat it out a little bit more it needs to be a bigger meal um, or if I'm on the run, I would stop into a cafe and get a sandwich and make sure it has a good source of protein in it. Like it, it, it depends on, I mean, context in nutrition is so important because it's like, are you on the run often or is this a once off? Yeah. You know, try not to get hung up Don't on, get up. yeah, try not to get hung up on a once off. Oh my God, I had nothing. So I just grabbed a whatever it is like a wrap from you know some cafe or whatever but if you find yourself consistently on the hop monday to friday and you have real trouble prepping your lunches then you probably need to take a closer look at what you could do to help make that process easier yeah i think we went a little bit off track next question i think that's pretty good hopefully that's helpful snacks yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh well snacks and lunches but yeah Basically, if it's a lunch, just make sure you're not going to be hungry in an hour and a half. Question number three. This may be more of a one-on-one question. Maybe too long to deal with on a podcast. It's not. Well, yeah, it isn't. Plus also, no one's telling us to wrap it up. We go for as long as we want on BD Radio. I was just rolling my hand telling Ben to wrap up that question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure everyone has the most amount of information. Oh, just, I'm obsessed with helping people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> what is it about exercise that makes us feel better afterwards? I assume it's the endorphin hit. But how does it work? Do the endorphins increase after exercise? How long does the effects of this last for, I assume, different for each person? And other ways, those of us like me can chase endorphin highs, legal, legitimate highs. 
important point at the end. Yes. Um, <laughs> I love it. So good. Okay. So what is it about exercise that makes us feel better afterwards? You go first and then we'll kind of break it down one by one, I guess. Okay. So yes, you are correct. You are correct, correct, correct. So yes, you do get that chemical reaction, which gives you that like natural high you're talking about. A little bit of dopamine. Thank you, Ben. Mm. Um, For I'm the not... scientists at home. Yeah. <laughs> For all of those interested. <laughs> no, I've got one. Um, how long it lasts? I don't actually know. Do you know that? Yeah, a couple of these I was like, okay. you know what? I'm not exactly sure. Um, like, and this is not measurable but i think there's a lot you know like part of the you know like happy rush after exercise i think that so much of our lifestyle and culture now is geared around making things easy that exercise is one of the few things that you can't cheat and that you get a lot of like self-satisfaction out of doing hard stuff I like it, but not everyone's like us. Not everyone's like that, but I I do think the more people train, the more they appreciate like that they're out of their comfort zone. Yeah, you are. You're working out of your comfort yeah. zone, and that doesn't getting happen. up at five a.m. But this in a person does. Morning. But this person does go outside their comfort zone a lot. I'd say. Yeah, for sure. Like knowing what they do and their lifestyle, and well, ancillary to that, question. If they're outside their comfort zone a lot, then maybe their comfort zone is just a little bit larger and they're not outside their comfort zone a lot. No. Do I blow your mind with that? No, I disagree with you. Well, like you say, like, oh, training's hard. Well, for us, it's not that hard. It is hard. That's that's our comfort zone. No, it's hard. Yeah, but I'm still comfortable in that zone. No, you like it. It doesn't mean you're comfortable when you're doing it. Hmm... Anyway, we've gone off track, but let's come back. So I think a lot of the satisfaction comes from like just that self-accomplishment of like, I did that, that was hard, I got through, I feel good about it. I agree. And then from that initial session that you've then got your high from, because you are feeling good, then you make better decisions throughout the day that keep you feeling good. Proactive, positive. You're eating good food because you're feeling good. You don't want to... fuel yourself with oh, rubbish afterwards how often do and we then, hear how like oh my nutrition is better when i'm training well everything's better when i'm training well thank continue, you continue sorry yes well <laughs> um so yeah you make you're constantly making good decisions because you're feeling good about yourself whereas if you got well, up we late the opposite of, let, the let's time. yeah let, let's like 2020 give, give a bad example you got up late you missed your training session, so you went through Macca's drive through on the way to work. Or you skip breakfast. Or you skip brekkie. Because you're rushed. Get to work, feral mood. You got no lunch because you were late. White chocolate raspberry though, am I right? Muffin. Yeah. Mm. Down to the cafe. Three coffees, no Coffee water. Coffee and a muffin. No water, dehydrated, feeling really average about life by the time you get home. I won't. I won't. I go to training tonight. What's the point? What's the point? I missed it this morning and I've eaten bad all day. May as well have a pizza because I've already had a muffin. Pizza followed by ice cream. Afterlife, anyone? Great show, great show. <laughs> so right, so like that flow-on effect is so big. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, getting that hit, whether – and it doesn't need to be because you do your session in the morning. Um, you could be someone that always trains at night, but you make sure you're up in the morning, you're organized because you've got your day planned and you're ready um, to de-stress after work and yep. do that session. We're not saying you need to be a morning trainer, um, but it does does have a big effect on what you do throughout the entire day. 
Yeah. Which makes it able, um, more sustainable. So like you're more likely to do that consistently. And we just touched on motivation before as well. And there's no more like motivation than like, I know I'm a better person when I do this. I know I'm a better, um, partner when I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm not as short with the kids. I'm not as this, like I'm like, that will get you out of bed. Yep. I'm going to have a good day today because I am up early, proactive and into it. Yep. Never underestimate the power of doing hard stuff. Yeah, I love it. Okay. What is it about exercise that makes us feel better afterwards? Like it, it is the endorphins and the dopamine as well as the satisfaction of doing hard stuff. Can't measure that. <laughs> but how does it work? Do endorphins increase after exercise? Yes. Yes. How long do the effects last for? We're different. unsure. Yeah, completely unsure, but I'm imagining it's different from person to person. Like I would assume, I think this comes from like when you hit your sweet spot of intensity as well. Like, you know, you can go too hard and feel like, whew, like I need a nap. Like that was a bit much, but you can also probably go too easy the other way and not quite hit that desired intensity. Yeah. I was about to say some people, like I've had people before say, oh, I've never had that. I've never... Like Tell I've, me I've, I've, nev- I've never had that high after exercise. And I'm like, wow. I mean, some people really hate it. But yeah. ju- just because they're not getting that, you know, like, whoa, that was awesome afterwards, still doesn't mean that they're not getting that, you know, what we spoke about before, like I'm out of my comfort zone and I don't like it, but I'm doing it anyway. Like you can take a lot of, you know, like confidence yeah, oh, absolutely. out of that for sure. Um, in course, how long does this last for? And other ways those of us like me can in chase can chase endorphin highs. Chocolate, anyone? <laughs> yeah, and I'm not actually joking there. Chocolate does the same effect. It does have the same effect. It yes, does. Just a negative health effect. But that's why people, you know, smash some chalky after a bad day and feel a little bit better. It's not in your head, it's science. Sex. So, well, we've just got off. This is a, well, this is a family bad. podcast. That's yeah, all right. What if you're listening with the kids? Cheap. <sighs> um, th- Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm answering the question. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have anything else useful to bring to the table? Yeah, Saints coming back from five goals against the Eagles. I tell you, this, this, <laughs> this truly affects his yeah. mood for the week. Football season. My life revolves around the game. Yeah, well... It's, but, you know, like endorphin highs, it's like you know, doing stuff you enjoy. Yeah. Anything that makes you feel good. Hobbies, um, reading a book, having a nice bath. Like you may not experience that rush, but you're still, you know, like I think the question here is not about how to get the endorphin rush. It's how to kind of do more stuff to help you feel good. And that's yeah. going to be so individual from person to person. Like we were speaking about it the other day. And this is going to sound so lame and so many people aren't going to be able to relate to this, but like nothing excites us more than like just cooking a great meal. (laughs) Everyone's going to be like, you guys are such losers. And we are, we're massive losers. But I said, Dan, I'm like, we have gone for a long walk and we've like had fun with the kids and done whatever. And now we're sitting down to a roast and this is the best day ever. But. You know, so that's what we enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Also, when we we're driving past the park the other day, and um, we, I said, oh, I really miss when we used to go on like long distance runs. Yes, yeah, psycho. <laughs> I used um, to hate those runs. We used 
used to do it once a fortnight. Yeah, um, but that's because you're the nutter who doesn't listen to music. So I'm like, oh, now I can't listen to music. So then, then ne- now to we've decided. To the demons in my head. Now we've decided that when Harry isn't feeding as much, that maybe one of our first dates could be a run. Anyway, it's been fun. Jeepers. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, chasing that endorphin, right? I mean, I think there's there's a really close relationship between like endorphin rush and like stress relief Mm. you know so like exercise can be quite a like centering experience for stressed people you know like just to kind of bring them back to that like equilibrium of calm and that would be the same as having a nice bath like it it, it's about what helps you so Mm. i'm not necessarily sure the question relates to like achieving that high because there's a bunch of things you can do to get yourself all you know like pumped up you can even do breath work like if you can control your breath you can stimulate a response in your body as well but i'm not sure we kind of want to be like riding the ups and downs of i'm getting myself up i'm getting myself flat and up and up and up but it's more that you know like how can i bring myself back to balance as fast as possible i'm ben and that's my ted talk <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I yeah. feel like we've just been... Waffling. Yeah. No, nah, I don't think so. I think it's helpful stuff. All right. Yeah. Well, have a good day, everybody. I better... I'm typically I better, I better cut him off there. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling good. I had a few too many coffees. Um, last question. Oh, here we go. I know you love your geography. What's the capital city of Nevada? Oh, stop it. Carl Jones, stop posting you don't ridiculous... Know though, do, you? do you know? No. I'm pretty sure it's Las Vegas. You know what? I'm going to Google it because if we're both wrong, we look like idiots. Oh, I said I didn't know. So Otherwise, not... I'll delete the last minute. Nevada, capital city, is... Oh, it's embarrassing. Carson City, where the hell's that? All right, deleting the last couple of minutes. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. See ya.